It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. You know what? I'm sick of never having this set up. Oh, sorry. Don't mind my hat or do mind my hat. Careful. You need to just scoot your little rump right a little closer to me. Oh, but then I feel go. like I, okay, that works. There we go. That works. I think you need to lean forward just a little bit. Well, we just need to be like close, closer and on, the, on, a, on a similar plane. We're not on a similar plane, honey. You're elevated. You're above me. You're floating at a higher plane of thought. Why is that one like, why does it always want to cover my face? No matter uh -huh. how we do it, no matter where we do it. But maybe if you're watching it at, what is this, Facebook or Instagram? That's Facebook. Facebook, when you watch this, do the do the um, comments completely cover up my face or does it look different for you? I think Because for like... me, it I'm like, there's no Rachel. Rachel is, is like this. I'm here. She's covered by comments from people saying, Hi from Wisconsin. That's what it's like. Hello, Wisconsin. <laughs> but good morning. Good morning, Wisconsin. Uh, Here we are. Oh, nice. thank you for loving my hat. Thank I you. I love this hat. I love this look. Thank you very much. I was using words that were a little racy this morning in describing my wife's outfit. Thank you. I believe that. I'll take to be it. Be true. I'll take it. Um I feel like we should give a shout out before I forget. Um, and I almost hesitate to give a shout out because then I feel like we're gonna make it more popular and then we won't be able to go there anymore. But we did oh. try a new restaurant last night. Yo. We're always looking for new restaurants for um, date night. And we work and live in an area that, I'm gonna be honest, not a lot of great options for date nights. And if you own a restaurant in our town, I am sorry, um, <laughs> but we usually have to drive into Austin like proper in order to like go to somewhere cool and or and or we go to the same exact spot every week. But we're really challenging ourselves to go to new and different places. And last night we went to a so place delicious. in Oak Hill. If you're in the Austin area, you know that area maybe um, called Shore. Sure. Sure. It was um, like an oyster bar. Oysters. And I love oysters. And the big guy loves oysters Gosh. and I love seafood. And um, it was delicious. Delicious. We were very pleasantly surprised. Every single element of it was really good. And it. I think it's new. And you know I love a small business. So if Support you are sure. in or around austin oak hill area and you're looking for a fun date night or night out with your girlfriends we really liked shore yo s-h-o-r-e -S -S i found it on yelp not an ad for either brand what is polly shore doing this morning is definitely he... not starring in son-in-law which was his greatest work if we're i could all... watch i could watch son-in-law do you think it still all... holds up i'm positive it still holds up positive Okay, is I think he, we should challenge this. Do you think he's in the biodome? Biodome was not didn't his hold greatest up. moments. No, did not. There hold was up. like a moment where he was crushing it in Sino Man, right? And then in Sino Man, that was Brendan Fraser with Polly Shore. Oh, like, what's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? Um, yes. And then, gosh, if we if our children were here right now, they would be embarrassed that we are there. They're parents. embarrassed and they're not here. Yeah. What so, else is new? In any event, it's Thursday, 
It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Um, And we, this week in Last 90 Days Challenge, we're digging into the idea of perception. Perception meaning how do you perceive the things around you? How do you perceive interactions or relationships or the world as it is? Um, The story that I always think of when it comes to perception is something I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I first would hear this like in church years ago, which was the idea of we don't see the world as we are. No, no. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Yeah. Let me say it again. You don't see the world as it truly is. You see the world through the lens of your own perception. Your perception is made up by your history, your experiences, your family of origin, the place that you're from, just all the things. What you believe of what society tells you. Exactly. And the example that I always heard about this was a burning house. So let's say, imagine that there is a house and it's on fire. Depending on who you are, that burning house means different things. So a burning house to a fireman is a job. It's a job to be done. It's a mission. It's something that they, this um, fireman or firewoman takes on. It's a job. A burning house to um, a, a pyromaniac is exciting. Celebration. It's, I don't know, sexy. Yeah. It's a totally different, a burning house to a pyromaniac is something totally different than it is to a firewoman. Does that make sense? Makes okay. Sense. And then It's something totally different, again, if the burning house is your house. If you're a homeowner and the house that's on fire is yours, man, it means something totally different than it does to the firewoman or the pyromaniac. So what we're trying to get at this week is you challenging yourself to ask what you are seeing, what you are perceiving that maybe isn't real. That maybe is something that you have made up or that you are are believing is true based on your experience, but it's actually hurting you because it's not reality. And so we thought we would talk about what changes someone's perception. So you talked about perception on Monday. On Monday, I talked about about perception. So you can go back and watch on Facebook, go back and watch his take on perception. And today we're talking about how to change perception perception. What is it that changes it? It was the car ride uh, conversation. And the one that I came up with that I think is like been most profound in my life in the most recent 18 months, two years is time. Because the things that were happening two years ago had me believing those things had certain meaning and certain weight and said certain things about me as a human and were identifying or forming parts of my identity. And I now look back at the experiences that I was having with gratitude, with an appreciation for having survived some stuff that was not ideal or, you know, the shame that I might have carried during certain parts of my journey, I now see as like a badge of honor that I was able to overcome stuff that I wasn't so proud of or am still not necessarily terribly proud of. And so I think time, if you can think back in your life to a time that you thought, you know, that you couldn't get through this thing or that this thing would forever define you or that somehow this was going to be your station lot in life. And now of course that's different because time has gone by and you have learned from it or you've grown from it or you're different because of it. Does it maybe make you think differently about the things that you are in the middle of today? Because today you are going through something that 
18 months from now, two years from now, two weeks from now, you'll be totally different in how you process the things that you're experiencing yeah, just because of, the, of time passing. I made a I made a video yesterday that's going to come out on YouTube next week for students. So people in college and high school, even middle school, who typically this time of year are feeling the most stressed out. They have finals. Um, there's a lot going on. If they didn't kind of get through the first half of their school year feeling like they were crushing it, a lot of times there's crazy anxiety that manifests for youth because of this time of year. And so I made this video to encourage people who are in that season. But one of my pieces of advice was, you know, this is not my quote, this has been around forever, but like if it's not gonna matter six months from now, it actually doesn't matter doesn't today. Matter. Yeah. And let me say it again. If this is not going to matter six months from now, it does not matter today. Frankly, if this is not going to matter a month from now, it doesn't matter today. It's such a hard thing, too, because I, with my kids, with our kids, when they're, like, stuck feeling like no one's ever going to like them, or they're always going to be this kid in school, or, man, this crew, like, to try and impart on them the clarity of how few people from elliminary school I'm still connected oh, to. Zero. Right? right? Like... This doesn't matter. Doesn't I, like, matter. I wish you could understand that this doesn't matter. There's so many things in your life right now. This doesn't matter. Like the circle of people that are making you feel terrible, they're not even going to be your circle six months from now. Yeah, someone said, <laughs> but GPA is forever Laugh, laughing. They're Come being, on. They're, no, they're being yeah. sarcastic. No, I know. Um, so time. Time changes perception. The other thing that changes perception is gratitude. It's why a gratitude practice is something that is so important in what we teach on, in what we talk about, in what we do in our own lives. It's why back in 20 years ago, Oprah told us all to write down 10 things we were grateful for every day. As part of our Start Today journal practice, we start every day with five things that we're grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours. And that is because if you are making yourself look for things to be grateful for, if you have to come up with a list, then you will start to go through your day on the hunt for blessings. And if you're on the hunt for blessings, you will find them, which changes the way you look at everything else. It's why when you come to one of our conferences and I take you through a huge journey on how you're gonna reach a goal and how you're gonna set the goal and how we're gonna break it into small bite-sized pieces and how we're gonna work to achieve it, before we start the goal process, we spend a whole meditation on gratitude and things that we're grateful for. Because from a place of abundance, meaning from a place of feeling like the universe or God has your back, like you are being taken care of, like you are safe, it's okay. From that place, you are so much more capable of making great decisions, of dreaming big dreams, of achieving big goals. So gratitude will fundamentally change your perception. I, I recently did a podcast and I was explaining this crazy midlife crisis valley that I rolled into and out of and the interviewer toward the end of my having told this story was like, man, I'm so sorry that you had to go through this experience. And I was like, I am not sorry. I am super, super grateful for it. I don't wanna go back in time and repeat the things that I went through. I don't wanna make some of the choices that I made. I am super, super happy for who I am, but I am who I am because of having gone through that experience. Yeah. If I hadn't gone into the valley, I wouldn't be on the top of the mountain. And so somehow recognizing that, man, even though you've maybe gone through some hard things, finding gratitude for those hard things, for having made you stronger, for having survived them, 
Gratitude in that respect or context will make you think differently about anything hard, anything, anything coming into your life, no matter when it does. So the third way that I thought of um, that changes perception is, this is gonna sound kind of funny, but it is a conscious decision to change your outlook. Oh. You, you, my friends, who are watching this or listening to this on podcast later, are 100% in control of your mind. You are in control of this. Most of the time, because we're not intentional about it or we don't practice it, our thoughts rule us. Our, our minds run away with us and we are not in control of our mindset, but you are 100% in control of this. And you can choose to change your outlook on any given situation. You can choose, like if, you, if you've ever been to Rise Conference, same you, new, new mood. mood. Same you, new, new mood. mood. Meaning, you are the same person, but you can choose that fast to change your mood, to change the way you are looking. Like parenting, right? There are times where you're like, I'm going to strangle these children Don't and actually strangle sell them. them to a circus. Yes. That is what I'm going to do. Every half that hour. absolutely, if you are a parent, you have had those moments where you're like, I'm about to lose it yep. right now. And you can choose, you can choose. It's hard, it's not what you want to do. It takes so much willpower and so much practice, but you could choose to walk away, to take a deep breath, to put on some music and jump up and down and get that energy out and come back and try again being the intentional parent that you want to be. You can choose that. You can choose to find gratitude for them in that moment. You can choose to think of, like I think about this with work a lot. Um, to operate at this level and to have a company and to have this many employees and even in partnership, even dividing and conquering, the amount of stuff on our plate is freaking plate is full. bananas, yeah. bananas. And I can have, um, like, and it's Q4 is like the hardest too, because so much is going on. You're prepping for the new year. You're doing budgets. You're all the, like, it's just so much. If, shout out to all my business owners or my people in business. You know what I'm talking about. Q4, she's not going down without a fight. Okay. <laughs> so in these moments, I can absolutely, because my by my body is wired for an anxiety attack. Let me explain. I struggled with anxiety and debilitating anxiety attacks for years. My nervous system knows that feeling so well. Like it can go back there that fast. I work every day, every day of my life to circumnavigate around that anxiety. But even with that intentionality, when stress starts to mount up, I can go there that fast. I can feel myself start, my heart starts to race. Like I can just so fast I can go back there because it knows that feeling, my yeah. nervous system has it down. I have to choose in that moment to change my perception about what is happening. Because at any given moment, lots, I'm not, I need to like write this so that I can explain it in the right way. Yes, stress is happening. Yes, your mother-in-law's drama is happening. Yes, problems at school are happening. Yes, you forgot cookies for the cookie exchange. That is happening. Yes, that is happening. But at the same time, also amazing things are happening. Yes, 
your, your baby that was struggling so hard last year in seventh grade found a community of friends that they really love and they're doing well this year in eighth grade. Um, your, your sister, you know, is pregnant after years of infertility. You finally, finally hit the sales goal that you set for your business or yourself. Like there are good things just as easily as there are bad things. And the shift in perception is this for me, like when it comes to work, instead of saying I have to, I have to work out, I have to go into these meetings, I have to do these things, choosing to look at it as I get to. Yeah, that's good. I get to be a leader to this team and like what a gift. I get to turn on social media and, and talk to you know, 5,000 people live right now all over the world. What a blessing. I get to do that. I get to parent these children that I prayed for the opportunity to be a mother. I get, you know, yeah. I get to parent this sassy pants two-year-old <laughs> who decides to wake up multiple times in the night she got and up four screams, times last night. Mommy! Daddy! Mommy! Daddy! Mommy! Daddy! Mom! And you go in there and she's just like with her doll. And she says, What are you doing? Can I have some milk? <laughs> I'm like, Get to, I get to get you milk at 2 a.m. Get to, get to. You can choose. Here's one thing I thought of when you said choice too, because I think this is important on the motivation side of the ledger. You're way more motivated on an every single day basis to just get up and go, charge the world, get the workout in, do all the things. And I've, I man, I've struggled with it and I've talked about struggling with motivation. You're going to have to choose to have a perception about the things that you have to do that you don't want to do. You're going to have to choose to just do them anyway. Yeah. And you're going to have to choose to do them on the days you don't want to do them. And I mean, the, the conversation around the workout yesterday was crazy for me because I did not want to work out. Like I really didn't want to work out. And the challenge was, could you see this opportunity to work out? inversely to the amount that you are interested in working out. And I went out and worked out twice or three times as hard as I might have normally because I was half or a third as interested in going out and working out. (laughs) And that was a choice. Now, I cannot walk. My legs are broken because it was leg day, but I chose it and you are maybe wired in a way that doesn't have motivation showing up naturally. You're just gonna have to choose to do it. But in that choice, changing the perception that you have of the decision being yours so that you can have what you say you want to have in this life. You know what's interesting? Um, I am incredibly motivated. I have been my entire life. That is just a a wiring in my DNA. But a a lot of my drive to do, to to be, okay, let's get up, let's get that workout in, let's do the whatever is because it's two things. One, um, I heard this recently and I was like, huh. I wonder if that's what part of it is, is I heard a therapist say, and I don't know if this is true, I didn't like look up the scientific backing on this, but it felt like it made sense to me, is when you struggle with anxiety, your body is having a fight or flight response. Your body is literally like something bad, even if it's not based on any reality. We know all of us who suffer from anxiety attacks, often what you're having an anxiety attack is something you made up in your head. It's not real. You're worried about what might be mm-hmm. instead of what actually is. And this therapist said, 
you know, you're, you're, you're having this anxiety and what's happening to your nervous system, it doesn't matter if it's based on reality, your nervous system is having a fight or flight response. And their advice was if you just literally went on a run, if you went on a run, the physicality of that run would meet the need in your body and your nervous system to flight to literally run away, uh-huh. like it would actually feel to your nervous system like you're doing the thing that it needs you to do to calm down. That's interesting. And so what I thought, A, running was literally, long distance running was the number one thing that say like helped me when I was having this debilitating anxiety. Running has been the number one thing for me in the transition out of the ditch. But also, I think that movement of, and I mean movement, Obviously, you guys have heard me talk about this nonstop. Like moving your body, when you move your body, you change your mind. You literally change what's going on inside you chemically Chemistry, when yeah. you move your body. That's why when you see videos of us at our personal development conferences, you see 5,000 people jumping up and ta- up and down and people on the internet are like, what is going on? What, what kind of crazy cult is this? It's like, no, dude, we're teaching people to jump up and down for 30 seconds to get their energy up and to change their state. That's all it is. So in any event, I also thought I am motivated, but I can get into a place of anxiety pretty quickly, even today. And I can also start, I can start to worry. And for me, movement, I, in this case, I don't mean physical movement. I mean, taking action, momentum momentum is what will immediately like Okay, because I only... Just our conversation in the car where it's like, yeah. give me two things to take off the yes. list and let's like yes. divide and conquer. Yes. That's, that's movement. Because when it's like, I'm, you guys can't see my desk right now, but I'm looking at my desk that has 50 <laughs> decks and pages and notes and the budget for 2020 and marketing. It's like freaking crazy. And so if I sit in indecision... So I've done quite a few videos about analysis paralysis. That's when you're overanalyzing everything and you can't move forward. And I'm like, just choose something. Make a step. The thing that you choose, I swear to you, then this was the advice for the YouTube video coming out next week for people in college is like, dude, this decision, this test, this final, this is not the determination of the rest of your life. The thing that you're sitting on right now that y'all are having anxiety about that you can't just freaking make a choice, make a choice, do something, (laughs) make a move of some kind. And when you move and you get to the next step, you might realize, oh my gosh, that was totally the wrong choice. In which case, move in a different direction. What you'll probably find too though is the thing that you were certain was absolutely attacking you that you needed to fight or flight from didn't even really exist because in having moved away from it, you've gained objectivity and perspective for it that's different than when you're in the middle of the forest. So like movement for me has also been like, oh, that that was an imaginary fear. That was a made up thing that was triggering anxiety that wasn't even real and now that I can see it, Goodbye. Yes. I'm back in a peaceful state of, you know, love or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So the last thing that changes your perception is empathy. Well, that's empathy. Good. Meaning, um, when or or I guess not meaning, but when was the last time that when you were drowning in your own self-recrimination, your own feelings of inadequacy, your anxiety, your enoughness, uh, enoughness, your this, your that that you decided to go show up for other people. 
that you, instead of, because with all the love in my heart, a lot of these feelings can start to become selfish. We can get so wrapped up in all of our problems and all the things that we are struggling with and life never works out for me and it's always hard and why, 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 why? It's like, dude, the world is not revolving around you. The world is not only and ever here to make you, you want to have a better life, go make someone else's life better. God is so, I mean like it's such a simple thing. Go show up for somebody else. Go like your life is hard. Go volunteer at a homeless center. You're like, you don't feel like you've achieved enough. Go work with senior citizens. You want to learn about regret? Go work with senior citizens. Like go work with a school in your, in your district that's underserved. Like go show up Partner for other someone people. Someone who's coming out of addiction, someone who's coming out of a battered shelter, someone like there are so many unbelievable, unbelievably great causes that would give you a real knock to the knee as it were of, Hey, come on. You have got it really great relative to something that somebody else is struggling through. But I would even say this too, when you go out and do something just for the benefit of someone else, it, you like you're not there for getting school credit. You're not there to get paid. You're not there. You to are take the, a picture you're for not your Instagram. Get, it's not about getting a picture for Instagram. You're just a hundred percent authentically, legitimately there to pour into somebody else. It will fundamentally reset change every single thing that you were thinking about. Change everything. That is how your perception can change in a snap. Oh. Man. That's a good one. All right, you guys. It is, what are we, the first week of December. We're the first week of in December. In the last 90 days challenge. Hopefully, you've been doing it with us. We started October 1st. We're in the last month of the year. We believe at our core in how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. How you do December is actually the same as how you approach January. Most people will end this year crashing and burning into the end of this year because they're already telling themselves it's okay because January 1st is coming and they can reset. And we all know that that's bull crap because if you actually were ready to make a change, if you were truly believing and leaning into the person that you feel like you are called to be, you would be choosing that person today on December 6th or whatever it is, you don't need January 1st. You choose that person today. So I hope that you are with us. I hope that you are being intentional. We don't look for perfection here. None of us are perfect. We are a community of people who are dedicated to just every single day, taking a step in the direction of a better version of ourselves. Let's go. And we hope that you're involved and we hope you're down to finish the year strong. Uh, If you want to check out the challenge, hashtag last 90 days, go look at that on Instagram or Facebook. You can sign up for the email. You still take part of it. You get an email once a week that just gives you a topic and some um, resources to attack. It's totally free. Um, Theholliscode.com forward slash last nine zero days. I'm going to the airport though. I am going to the alive, airport. People are going to go find you there. I'm going to the airport in Madagascar. <laughs> I'm very excited. If you're in Madagascar, I'm going to Terminal 4. Yes, yes. Meet me there. <laughs> the Madagascar airport. Oh, it's amazing. All right, you guys. Have a fantastic Thursday. We love you. We're rooting for you. You got go, this. Go do something great. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning 
every weekday, 8 a.m. Central, on Facebook and Instagram, on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.